0: Come to North Point Plus episode 85. i um, here with Jake Howard and I'm Amber Redman. This is my first time hosting so we're going to see how I do.
1: <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. You've got the powerful microphone. It's going to go however you want it to go. You're in charge Amber. That's what that means.
0: That gave me anxiety. Thank you. <laughs> 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 um, so Jake you preached yesterday. Eyes on eternity. Mm-hmm. Second First Thessalonians chapter two. That's right. Okay, cool. And can you give us an overview?
1: Yeah. So about? we jumped in uh, for in our Thessalonians series here, Eye on the Future. So we're kind of looking uh, overarching of this idea of uh, keeping an eye on the prize of Jesus' return, things like that. We haven't gotten into the meat of that yet because we're still in the first couple chapters of First Thessalonians, so it's a lot of introductory stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick laid a lot of groundwork for that last week. Um, and then this week, Paul um, was just kind of talking to the church in Thessalonica How about him kind of remember the times that he was with them as he established the church? And so he's both doing that to establish credibility, which we didn't dive a ton into. There's a lot there, um, but people didn't want to hear me speak for three hours. So (laughs) we just chose what we were going to talk about. Um, And that was really that in a lot of ways, Paul was setting up a model for uh, relational evangelism was the term that uh, I use most of the time. You'll hear us call that disciple making friendships. Um, And it's just that idea of how important it is to have a relationship with people, connect with them, um, and and then use that to to further the gospel in a lot of ways, and and to encourage, to uh, stand alongside, to get to know people. Um, It's spreading the love of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, by establishing relationships first so it is kind of the exact opposite of standing outside of uh, spartan stadium or Lugnut stadium with the turner burn sign right there's no relationship in that Um, this is the exact opposite this is coming standing beside getting to know somebody Um, and and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit but we have those connections already which is a cool thing so
0: Yeah. yeah you used the example of one of your professors
1: Shane (laughs) Train, toot toot, yeah, I thought about sending him that clip, like cutting it out and sending it to him, Um, because we we keep in contact every once in a while, not like all the time, um, because he's a professor, and he's got lots of people in his life, but yeah, Shane Train, we talked a little bit, because he was uh, my mentor in college, uh, Dr. Garrison, and um funny thing is when he was in college, he was actually in college with my siblings. All my siblings are a decade or more oh. older than me. So when I got there and I was like, yeah, I met this guy Dr. Garrison and they all knew him and I was like, what in the world? <laughs> so funny. So like they all had that connection and stuff and um yeah, he mentored me, talked to me for uh, over a year just about life and yeah. really showed me what relational evangelism or disciple making friendships was like and and what the value of asking good questions and listening were. Um, yeah. So I'm forever grateful
0: for him for sure that's super cool there's one thing you said that I like wanted to point to because you said well then I have to find it you said he listened asked questions and pointed towards Jesus and he taught me more than just ministry he taught me about myself yeah which totally is awesome because that's like what we experience in life group like my husband and I so Mm -hmm. that definitely resonated yeah yeah I think brings us into the first question yeah how do I find a person and make a connection to be able to have a disciple making relationship?
1: Yeah, this was anonymously submitted, right? We didn't have a name on this one, uh, but it's a good question, right? I mean, I think we talked about how important it is to have, to have disciple making friendships, to have people that you're connecting with. Well, how do you do that? I, you know, how do you have those connections? Um, you know, I think the default is to start with relationships that you already have, you know, um, whether it's in family, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers. Like, man, Jesus is moving in their life too. Um, he's doing some really cool things and a lot of times we are not aware of it because yeah. we're just busy. We're just living life. Um, you know, I got two kids and one on the way, so we're just surviving right now between Shopkins and lack of sleep and yeah. uh, Miss Rachel and Bluey videos. We're just surviving a time, so you don't always see those connections. Um, but I think it, it just starts with recognizing uh, you've already got really good relationships in your life, so so leverage those. Have those. Um, become a better friend by listening more. Become a better uh, relative by listening more. I know everyone's had like flashbacks of horrors of Thanksgiving in their head in that moment, but that's okay. Um, you'll survive. But it's just having those, those connections connections and then recognizing when those Jesus moments occur yeah. when someone's talking about something and the spirit moves and it just says hey you need to share your story with them or hey you know what that bible verse that you were doing in your study like that applies a little bit here or um, hey what about these questions and the reality is it's not culminating for a moment like I said with Doctor Um, I never, I don't remember a moment with him. I don't remember something he said that like, I'm going to get tattooed on my forearm. So I see it (laughs) forever. Like none of that happened. We just talked and he had great advice all the time. Um, but he let me talk more. Mm Um, and and he just bought coffee and asked good questions and we chatted and we developed trust. Um, you know, so there, there are those relationships that we have naturally. And, And I would also say, you know, uh, if you feel like, hey, I don't have that connection right now, um, pray about it. Oh, yeah. That was- you know, stop and pray and just say, hey, God, I, I want to be obedient. I want to I have these relationships um, because not only do I want to pour you out to other people, mm-hmm. but I also recognize the value in having that poured into me. Um, so so how do I do that? And what are those connections? Kind of? Can you kind of reveal those? Can you bring those forward for me as well? Because that would be incredibly helpful. And it's also why we are incredibly intentional as a church. Um, we believe people go further, faster spiritually um, in relationships with other people. Um, it's why we're a groups-based church. And so we have connect groups. We have life groups. We have care groups. We've got intentional ministry for women, um, intentional ministry for men. And in all of those, we're just trying to create arenas. For people to be around other people to have these disciple-making friendships take root. Um, And sometimes they take root really quickly, and sometimes they take a little bit of time. And that's okay. Um, You know, Sometimes we want an answer right now. We live in a microwave culture. Mm. It's crockpot. Let's just be honest right now. We're going to crockpot everything when it comes to your spiritual life for the most part. It just takes time. Um, But we create those avenues. So maybe you're not a part of life groups or a group or something like that. uh, Test it out. Try it out, get to know people, go to the upcoming women's study that's coming on. We got men's studies that are coming down, life groups that are going all the time, an apologetics group that's going. It's just a great way to meet people, mm-hmm. begin to develop those relationships and disciple disciple making friendships are going to formulate out of those.
0: yeah, no, definitely, I agree fully. I wanted to say too you said that um your mentor had great advice, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing, mm-hmm. but sometimes, like when you're creating those relationships it's not about giving advice yeah it's about those things happen but like you said we're starting the intentional ministry to women and the groups that are starting this week one of the things that i have been saying to our group leaders is um advice has its time and its place Mm. but a lot of times what people need is not advice yeah they need to know that they're being heard yep and seen and so um I guess I probably need to hear that more often.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> timing, right? The reason he had great advice um, is because he didn't have a lot of it mm-hmm. in a lot of ways uh, because I got to do most of the talking about what was going on, and he just listened um, and was smart enough to filter through all of that to what the core of the things were, mm-hmm. yeah. um, asked me great questions about that. Um, and then because we had coffee every week for over a year, he, he got to speak into my life. Right. You know, I I was still coming. If he just said week one, hey, here's a list of how to fix everything and just handed that to me, we probably wouldn't have had a week two of getting coffee. Um, But he didn't. He just listened. And I think that's that's a big piece of it for people is just listening of what's going on in their life to to really get an understanding because there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to most problems in life. So understanding everything that's involved with it, and then being able to to speak into it when you get that permission yeah. to do so, and that relationships established, the trust is established, those kinds of things. Um, but once again, once again, it's not it's not microwave; it's crockpot. Yeah, it's crockpot. Right. It's a friendship. It's a relationship. It's supposed to take time. It's supposed to be long.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's really good too. I know that um, for us, Life Group has been just a pivotal spiritually shaping Mm -hmm. event (laughs) yeah we've been in um our life group for probably five years um and the thing that's interesting so rick and deb are our life group leaders Mm -hmm. well that's just
1: cheating that's why it's been so pivotal and all this (laughs) other stuff that's cheating
0: (laughs) probably it is i always (laughs) say like he is our pastor but he's also our friend yeah that's not why we're there. (laughs) (laughs) but the thing that's interesting that rick said to me recently was like how different jake and i Are in taking things in. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, when I get intentional with Jake, I go do stuff with him. Mm -hmm. When I get intentional with you, we sit down like this.
1: Oh, yeah. That's gender. That's gender. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I am going to say it. It's gender. (laughs) Like, women want to get together and they want to sit across and have a conversation. Um, Guys, it's so surface level if we do that. Mm -hmm. We'll talk sports, we'll talk weather. You know, we'll make a few jokes, job, crack stuff, wisecracks here, this or that. But if you get us doing a task together and we're standing shoulder to shoulder, side by side working on something, oh man, you're more likely to get stuff that's going on. You know, I'm going to go hang out with friends and we're going to watch the draft on Thursday night uh, because we like sports and are bored apparently or just want to get out of the house. And so we're going to watch guys have their name called and walk across (laughs) the stage and we'll talk a little bit about that. I imagine life stuff will come up, Yeah, but we're also all going to be looking at the screen right and next to each other (laughs) because men communicate best when we're not looking at Uh each other's faces and women connect best when they are eye to eye it's just a funny thing how we're how we're made i think but it is a funny or how our culture has done it or whatever it is it's just it's just a thing
0: yeah yeah i think that's good though to know like when you're creating those relationships like paying attention to what it is that is um the person needs Mm -hmm. you know anyway yeah so we also had another question from Dan Ermaltu. Did I say that Dan right?
1: Ermutlu. Dan, the Ermutlu. apologetics man. Come on, Dan.
0: So it says in Acts <laughs> 17, one through 4, Paul is in Thessalonica, and it speaks specifically about his method of outreach. It says he reasoned with and persuaded some of the Jews and a great many Greeks in the city. Not to underestimate the relational factor here, but it also seems like Paul used an apologetic approach with the Thessalonians. Thoughts?
1: I love this. I feel like I'm jumping into a battle royale with Dan right now where he's like, no, apologetics are the answer. And I'm saying, no, Dan, relationship is the answer. What are you talking about? Right? And I love Dan. Dan's a good friend of mine. He's a personal friend um, and he has a great heart. He leads our apologetics group on Fridays right now. Um, and if you have questions and you just want to like really get into the nitty gritty uh, of apologetics and in the in study of kind of persuasion and reason of like, hey, does it really make sense for us to believe these things? How in the world Could we still have a world after a flood? You know, if there was there an actual flood, and like answer those kinds of questions. Dan is really good at digging into that kind of stuff. And he's got a whole community there with him that they do fun stuff. Got a great heart behind it too. That's the best part about it. Um, because you can get like argumentative in apologetics. Dan doesn't do that. Uh, And that group doesn't do that. That class doesn't do that. They do that, that group together because they're just looking for good answers and good conversations rooted in love. So it's a really cool thing. I would highly recommend that apologetics, um, group that we've got going on as well. But, uh, yeah. So basically Paul is really cool here. Uh, (laughs) Bah <laughs> Paul uses both knowledge here, and he uses persuasion, as we read, uh, as Dan said, Acts chapter 17, Paul goes to the temple here three weeks in a row, uh, and he's he's reasoning, he's he's persuading, he's having conversations to point out that, hey, Jesus is the Messiah, and this is how it was filled. And because he does that, like, it tells us people's eyes were open, and they became followers of Jesus. And then we get to his letter in 1 Thessalonians, and he talks about um, wanting to share life together and not be a burden and going through hardships and being side-by-side and that people were uh, enthralled by that and came to love Jesus. And so it's like, okay, w- well, what is it? Do you have to have all of the knowledge right. and you have to have the answer and the argument and be persuasive? Mm-hmm. Or is the real knowledge really not as important? You don't have to have the degree, but you just have to have the relationship and be connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, right? Like we, we want to think these are two uh, diametrically opposed things, and they're just not. They work really well together. Like it makes so much sense for Paul to walk into as as a missionary who is Jewish to walk into the synagogue and go, hey, guys, have you thought about this Jesus guy? Look at this. He's fulfilled all of our Old Testament stuff. In fact, he's God. And like have this conversation (laughs) in a public forum where people are listening and and it's all about debate and going back and forth like it makes total sense in that time period and in that setting for Paul to do that. Uh, He didn't do that like every day or all day. Uh, He would have gone and, and eaten dinner with people. He would have been working side by side, making tents because he didn't want to be a burden, so he's got his business going on here too, his little side hustle right. to do ministry over there. He's bivocational Paul, and, and he's doing making tents, working side by side, having conversations with people about it as well, and he's getting to know them. He's knowing their name. He's knowing about their kids. He's knowing their hobbies. He's knowing what they like and dislike and and their favorite Whatever sports their chariot racing team or whatever might have been down there, right? And, and, and he's getting to know people and he's making relational connections and he's having Jesus moments that he's sharing with them too. And that's why Paul is just this really cool embodiment because he's got both of them down. Um, Paul didn't go only relationship um, and he didn't go only knowledge in this but he was prepared to do both. And I think that's a great thing for us. So it would be unwise for us as Christ followers. Uh, and scripture talks about this, of, of, of being uh, only on milk and never going to the meat, of, of just kind of, Always never, never just diving into scripture to get the answers, right. you know, uh, and it can be scary to do. I've had multiple conversations with people that like they're beginning to think about stuff. Maybe it's through eternity or it's just hardships in the Bible. And and they begin to think, and they're like, I don't want to question it too much because if I do that, I'm going to have a crisis of faith in which I tell them all the time. Go have a crisis of faith. Yeah, Like go question that. Go research it. Uh, have tears, like cry about it because it's painful and hard and and hurts you and then come out the other end and you'll realize you love Jesus even more. Because if it's true, it's so good and there's incredibly good, logical, reasonable answers to believe what we believe. It's not some crazy... Uh, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling writing that's, you know, fun, but, you know, not real. It's it's genuine. There's yeah. the, You can research and find these things out, and the Bible proves itself again and again and again. It's not illogical to believe in this, and the more you dive into that, the more God's going to reveal himself, and it's going to be fantastic. On the flip side of that, um, if you have all of the Bible knowledge in the world, mm-hmm. but you're not willing to love people and meet them where they're at, yeah, it's... You got to exercise those spiritual muscles. Right. You know, if you can eat eat all of the scripture and all the Bible knowledge and have all that, but you never exercise those spiritual muscles, man, you're just a fat Christian sitting on the couch with all that you got in there. Right. You got to exercise and get out and run and use it and share it with other people. Um, so it really is both, and that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and if we were doing a passage and we were talking through Acts 17 and. 1 Thessalonians 2, we'd have pointed that out. We only chose 1 Thessalonians 2. Dan, I want you to do (laughs) Acts 17. Man, I'm leaving it out there for you. We do a study on (laughs) Acts 17. We'll talk about that important piece of it, which also does remind me. I'm going to pop in real quick. We did get a third question, um, but it was about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're just not there yet. So I'm not ignoring your, we're not ignoring your question. We got your question. We will answer your question in a couple of weeks. I just didn't want to jump the gun on it. Um, and then we'll kind of embrace it as we get to that point. So I just want to say that we didn't say that at the beginning, but I want to make sure that comes up.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, I think that that's really good. Like you said, like exercising all those spiritual muscles and also just reframing it as they are all spiritual muscles mm-hmm. and not just relational, not just um, the knowledge piece. Mm-hmm. I have a prayer in my, one of my war rooms that just says, like, God, help me remember to put my hands on my life and that my life is not an interruption from, like, what it is that I'm learning from you. Yeah. Because I can get caught in that a lot, often, too often. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything that you wanted to share from your sermon that you didn't get to or? No,
1: I don't think what's interesting about that, um, you know, I I was looking at that, (laughs) <laughs> and this happens so many times when you're preparing yeah. like a message at times there is a ton in First Thessalonians 2 we, we didn't even get to Yeah, like like there are verses that I feel like we read together that we didn't dive into and you just can't this is still a little bit of a thousand foot view of a Thessalonians mm-hmm. um And, you know, if we sat down and really just dug through all of this, it'd be a year-long series to go through these two chapters, which are books, which would be great. Um, But, man, we love not having everything answered um, because we want questions like this. So, you know, just a reminder, if if we're talking through a passage on a Sunday and you're like, hey— it said this, and we didn't really address that. Right. Um, we're not avoiding it <laughs> because it's a hard topic. Um, but we're also just not trying to have four hour sermons to cover everything for you. Um, as well, we're, we're kind of just picking and choosing as we move, move through on some of this, but we would love to answer those questions on this kind of podcast. Um, and then the only other thing from me, uh, is, uh, you know, if you want a disciple making friendship, once again, man, we would encourage you guys to check out some groups, Yeah. Um, whether it's, uh, this, um, women's group that's starting, uh, this week. Yep. Um, of uh god's unbreakable promises yeah, that I are out there yeah jump on in about that
0: okay so um we had our event friday it was really exciting mm-hmm. really fun if you guys came thank no you no guys actually right. came so gals there came you coming. go yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun and also it's not just about the event. It really is about the disciple making friendships mm-hmm. and um, what you called it relational ministry,
1: relational evangelism, yeah. Relational ministry, relational
0: yeah. evangelism. I like that a lot. Well, it's about that. And so it doesn't, I hope you join the groups. We really want you in the groups, but also like your example of your mentor taking you to coffee. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be complicated. And so if you're like, I can't do the group, it's just not in my schedule. It's not going to work. I hear you. I understand that. I hope you'll come eventually. But also, don't let that stop you. Yeah. Because there are already people in your life. Um, my husband and I own a business. And the whole sermon, all I could think about is just this one guy that has worked for us for a year. And I realized when I talked to him this week, I don't even know his kid's name. Mm-hmm. i know he has kids mm-hmm. i know all about his kids mm-hmm. what am i doing not knowing his kids names like it's so simple sometimes. sure Oops. anyway um it's just stuff like that and there are people out there and so just like you said in your sermon slow down let the busyness slow down and figure those things out it's not that hard yeah but also if you are a lady and you want to go to those groups please please join us going
1: to be great yeah it'll be cool we'll have a lot of, of groups specifically for women groups specifically yep. for men yep. um, but then also fun groups like our apologetics that we'll do and uh, different studies or skills or things like that that will pop up and you know takes different groups to meet different people and different needs of time so yep. we encourage if one sounds intriguing give it a shot yeah. give it a shot
0: well thanks. So there you. you go i'm excited for the rest of the sermon series and thanks for this and I don't know what else to say.
1: Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, like, share, comment, all that good stuff on social media. (laughs) And uh, we will see you guys again uh, this coming Sunday morning.